0: Stiff arm is a
1: craft out (laughs) of Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through the offensive line, beating a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film. This is actual football talk. It's a football show. We're supposed to talk football, not storylines. Hello, and you are listening to the 16th edition of Blue Splits. Blitz. Um, as you can see, we are joined by another guest, uh, Jamal Westerman, who we appreciate having on the show. Uh, currently a member of the CFL's Hamilton Tiger Cats and a former Jet from 2009 to 2011. Uh, two-time All-Big East at Rutgers. Uh he's now working uh in conjunction with Rutgers. Uh and I was told to say by Scott Jamal that you sacked Tom Brady uh one not only oh, once but twice. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I, I never
0: I never got him in Tampa Bay though.
1: <laughs> never got him in Tampa Bay. Yeah, so it's re- again, we appreciate you having you on. Um, we try to get players who played positions or at least similar positions of uh, that we'll be breaking down. So uh, first time on the show, I, I hope it's going to be a good time. We're going to break down uh, 25 plays of Jubari Zaniga, um, the Jets' uh, third-round pick. We'll we'll be going over strengths and weaknesses. Um, We'll be not debating, but we'll be talking about some of his technique and and what uh, both of our thoughts are on some of his plays. Uh, After that, our next show will probably be Perrine, and then we're going to do Bryce Hall. I have some all 22 of him, uh, so that's going to be fun to do. Um, Other than that, we're getting to the film pretty quickly. Uh, we did get a 50th review um, from Maximus d 163 at the end of the show. I'm going to let uh, Jamal go, and then we're going to give away a t-shirt to a. I'm going to go to a, a list randomizer. I'll share it on my screen. Whoever finishes number one there gets the shirt. So I appreciate you guys leaving the reviews. It really does help the show. Um, so, Jamal, we're going to get to know you a little bit. Uh, a lot of people know, know Marcus very, very well. Uh, he's still in Antigua. Uh, scouting out my wedding, as you can see the last episode. He was uh, <laughs> topical stuff behind him. Good dude, but we're going to have you on to break down the uh, outside linebacker you've played, outside linebacker, D-end, um, all of that. You were in the NFL, so you played at the absolute top level of, of – um, of football so first talk about like what was what was that like what like what were your years like uh like with the Jets 2009 2011 what was it like transitioning from college into the NFL uh you played during the best Jets years especially for kids my age I'm 27 I'm not really a kid anymore I shouldn't even say that but uh you played during the best years to be a Jets fan in in recent history so what was it like coming into a team in 2009 who went to the AFC championship game uh two years in a row like how what was that like for you
0: I mean, uh, appreciate you having me again. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was fun, man. I, you know, coming out of college, I came out of college with an injury. So coming into the NFL was a little bit of a question of, you know, now you're getting your feet back under uh, back you. and It was going to be the first time I was able to complete, uh, compete physically against somebody else. But being on those teams, you know, I mean, it was a blast, man. Honestly, I mean, Rex and the staff that he got together, they were very close and it was a good group, a good staff that taught a lot and they really believed in their culture. They really believed in the defense and the way they kind of, you know, put that team together, and then with the teammates we had, I think it was cool that we had some veteran guys, like, all all the offensive linemen were big veteran guys that were on the team before, but a lot of the defensive guys that came over, some of the guys were new, so it was a good mix of, you know, kind of, like, guys that were Jets and guys that, you know, came to the Jets, and I believe, in those first two years, we were able to come together, you know, two AFC championship games, you know, we didn't win them, but, you know, we kind of got there, so it was, um, Definitely a great experience, definitely crazy. I mean, everybody knows Rex, and, you know, yeah. Rex is a lot of fun to play for as a, as a player because he has your back. And a, the staff that they put around and the other players, you know, Bart me and Bart, talk Cal, you know, Dave, you know, our linebacker rooms, you know, were a lot of veteran guys. So, for me, they kind of took me under their wing. And it, it was cool. And, it, you know, it really shows that the NFL is really a brotherhood, right? Once you get in the locker room, and guys are there to be willing to teach you, you know, if you're willing to learn. It was, it was a lot of fun a lot of learning but uh i mean it was crazy man that locker room <laughs> the, the characters in that locker room you go from top to bottom starting with you know our head coach all the way down mm-hmm. stories to tell man stories to tell
1: yeah i'm sure some stories that you're not going to share on this so i'm not going to ask them. <laughs> there's some stuff that stays in the in the locker room i get it um so talking about that what was your favorite game as as a jet you know you were you were there for um like i said three really really good years uh the 2011 you're not being as good as nine and, and, and 10 but still nonetheless uh what was your favorite game as a as a jet
0: oh man uh, you know I, I would think it was, there's two games that stand out I mean I can't say my cause I love the game so I can't say my favorite game but my first game I actually you know we went down and played Houston as Rex's first game as head coach and I got to play a little bit more because the uh, pace was suspended and I ended up getting a sack in my first NFL game in my debut which was always you know which is very special to me even till today because you know, some guys playing the NFL and never get a sack. You know, so for me to get the sack in my first game that I played in, you know, that was great. And and I think you know, playing in those playoff games against you know Peyton and then you ended up beating Tom Brady and the um the Patriots. My second year in the playoffs, I think that game right there, the energy, the the enthusiasm, the competitive nature. You know, you get in a division game, rivals, you know, that close the fan bases, you know, basically hate each other. But I think that yeah. right there, the energy of that game, mm-hmm. that may be my favorite game because it was playoff. All the money's in the middle of the table. Everything's on the line. And we end up coming out with a, with a W. And I had a lot of buddies, you know, on the Patriots at the time, you know, from Rutgers. So that was kind of cool beating them. But uh, you know, hats <laughs> off to them. But that game was – yeah, it was nuts. Man. Playoff atmosphere in the NFL, Woo
1: crazy yeah talk about atmosphere i wasn't even planning on asking this um it was one of my favorite games to go to as a jet but do you remember the 2009 home opener um where you guys beat the patriots yeah rex's first game in MetLife because that in in my personal experience was the loudest game i've ever been to uh i think sean ellis came out after the game and said that the players actually felt the stadium vibrating so do you remember that game at all
0: I absolutely do. I remember Rex the whole week. He was talking to the fans through the media. Mm-hmm. We need y'all there. We need y'all to be loud. Get nice and lathered up. Remember he said, "Get nice and hydrated." Yeah, you know, the right type of hydration. We ain't. We're not gonna say what it is. We're not friends in here, but yep. the right type of hydration with water. Going nuts in that old stadium. Yes, with water. With water. Yeah. The water with bubbles. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, so and you
0: can feel the stadium. You can feel the vibrations, man. It was, and then and again against what, a, a rival, right? And in those rival games, those division games where you're playing against a team and that caliber of quarterback and head coach is always great.
1: Yeah, it was it was crazy. Rex's first game, Mark Sanchez's first uh home game. I remember that was the old Giants stadium and I was up in the nosebleeds yeah. and uh, there was like a metal like uh like air conditioning unit in the top of the top of the stadium, and me and my friends walked out and I bruised our hands for like three, four days. We were just slamming metal for for freaking <laughs> hours straight. It was a that was one of the best moments. Um, I would say a lot of the games against the Patriots, like getting beating them in 2015, that game against the Patriots, it's it's all been pretty awesome. I remember my yeah. first Patriots game was the game where Jericho Cotri caught the ball, got tackled, somehow, like, fell down, did a 180, ran in for a touchdown. Like, it, beating the Patriots at home is definitely um, fun, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen a lot. Hopefully now with Tom Brady leaving the division, it happens a little bit more than it did. Um, but transitioning from your favorite game to your favorite play, is there a favorite play that you had? Uh, like I said, you sacked Tom Brady not only once, but twice. Was that one of them, or was there a different yeah, play? Yeah, uh, my Favorite.
0: You know what, man? I can't say I had a, a favorite play. Like, I mean, obviously sacking quarterbacks, I loved it. But there were some things that I did even on special teams with mm-hmm. you know with Coach West that you know just being a great special teams coach. And you'll make. I remember I made a play, a big play where I had a tackle, I believe inside the twenty in that playoff game against the Patriots. Now it wasn't a sack, but that was a big play because mm-hmm. tackling inside the twenty, they have a longer drive. They have to punt it. We get points. So I think you know, I, you know, it's hard to say. But just just those impact plays where you know, you know, it's a big play, not only for yourself, but in the grand scheme of the game and the makeup of it. So, you know, I I enjoyed the game. Any play I was able to make, man, sacks, tackles, you know, you know, those plays. And it's always fun the next day because uh, the one thing about Rex, he always, he always builds you up. So if you make a play, the next day is posters in the, in the locker room with you making a play. We're watching videos of playing like a jet and you knocking somebody off. So, uh, you know, any play you can make, and you, you get the love from your teammates is always fun.
1: Yeah. Now transitioning from good plays, what was your uh, welcome to the NFL moment? Did you have one of those where you got pancaked or something like that?
0: Welcome to my NFL moment. My my rookie year, we go to camp and I'm playing middle linebacker. So I was a DN in, in college at Rutgers. You know, we knew where we I was going to play outside linebacker, but we didn't have any. We didn't have much depth behind Dave Harris at Mike. You know, we had Larry Izzo, who was I mean tremendous special linebacker, special teams. Fanatic, you know, but they needed another linebacker behind Dave, so they actually had me play Mike during, you know, for camp and preseason, and I'll never forget it. Welcome to the NFL. moment was we're in camp. I think it's the first day in pads, helmets on. I'm lined up. They're like, all right, jump in here. It's three spot. It was three spot is, I'm I'm lined up at Mike, and basically they're running the play, and I got to go head to head with with a uh, fanica All right, head to head with Nick with Fanica, man goal. Me, I'm just coming downhill, and I remember I hit Fanica, and I was like, I'm gonna, hit him with everything I got, I'm gonna show everybody that I'm here to stay. And I hit him, and I all I remember was the next day, I was like, What the where am I at? What the yeah. this it's NFL, this is it's something for you. But that was it, where it was just that physical nature of you know, you, you think of Nick Fanica, he was an older guy at that time, he's played a ton of years, he's been a pro Bowl. but he was that you know, coming towards the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and he still had what he was great at with that pop, and he still can get under you and hit me. And then when I got hit, I was like, It's not just your strength, but it's your technique, right? It's your technique and the things you learn. So that was my wake-up moment. Like, all right, you can't just go down and do what you want. You have to hit them with technique and find out how to play the game rather than just running around.
1: Do you remember? Was he climbing to the second level in like a zone, or was it? Was he pulling? No,
0: it wasn't even. It wasn't even. It was a drill. It wasn't even a seven. It wasn't even eleven on eleven. It was literally (laughs) a drill where either he was going to double up with the guard and come up to, and come up to the mic. And I was playing Mike. I didn't even know where to put my hands at Mike. I didn't know if I put him on my knees. I put him on my hips. Mm-hmm. I had him up in the hair. I didn't know what I was doing at Mike linebacker. He came up and he hit me. And I was like, man, it's the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now with that, who was the best player you ever, you ever matched up against uh, whether it be with the jets or, you know, during your, your career.
0: I think the best tackle, I mean, with the Jets, obviously, you know, having the Brookershaw there, I mean, I think that helped me just, you know, because a lot of times in practice we would go against each other because I'll do some scout team work and I'll try to give him a great look. So having him, I think, made me a better player. But I guess a player I played against who I thought had tremendous ability, quickness, size, speed, and kind of set different sets and cut you off with Trent Williams with the Redskins. Playing against him, man, I mean, he was like a – like a big basketball player moving around the you know field I mean he can jump set you he can play you slow he can give you the hand take it away so he can kind of do everything so it's gonna be fun this year to see him play on a different team
1: yeah that was something that a lot of Jets fans wanted and uh being 32 years old he still has a lot of years left if he could stay healthy uh because he's I still think he's a top five type tackle in, in the league if when, when healthy so it's going to be interesting to say. Um, and if he's still in, and if
0: he's still in that shape, and if he's still in shape and has a great size, he didn't play last year, so he has a year that his body probably feels better, he's probably moving better. So I think, yeah, he's going to have a good season.
1: Now, last question about uh, your your time with the Jets, Revis. Everybody has to ask about him. He's probably the best player in terms of like their their peak of play. I think he's the best player to ever play for the Jets. Uh, do you think he's the best corner ever? And what was what was that like? Because uh, you guys were physical defense. You guys were. You guys gave effort on every single play, but he was like the definition of that. He's more of a quiet leader, it seemed like, but he brought it every single practice. So what was it like playing with him, and do you think like he's he's on the Mount Everest of corners ever?
0: I definitely believe, I mean, he's on the Mount Everest of corners. What 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 he did and what the defense did and what he allowed us to do those first couple of years where you knew it was the previous rule. He shut down. I mean, he kept everybody under like 10 yards all the top 10 receivers, he kept him on the 10 yards. But the biggest thing that I always, always noticed about Revis, you know, was more that he was, you know, great in practice. You know, he was he was great in the games. But his preparation, like the way he watched film where after practice, you know, after our meetings, we'll be leaving, and Revis is still in there, and he's literally just watching the receiver come off the ball. And he's watching it 100 times, so he memorizes it. So he knows every route he's going to run, where his hand's going to be. He'll come to us like – hey, I can tell when it's a pass because he plays with his gloves or his this foot is up or this is how he comes out of the huddle. So I'll alert you guys so you know to rush the passes. So, I mean, he was such a – you know, the way he prepared every day, I think, it was a testament. Just being, me being a young rookie and seeing this guy who, you know, you hear, all oh, right, Revis is good, Revis is good, you know, he's the greatest. But then that preparation, and you know why he's, he's going to the Hall of Fame. And he's the first ballot. And I had the opportunity to play with a couple guys who – uh, probably first out the Hall of Famer, then you can tell why. It's just that that preparation. More than the physical talent, it was the way he prepared mm-hmm. every single day.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's definitely really interesting to watch him, like I said, growing up and uh, watching Revis. It was like Calvin Johnson, Trello and uh, Chad Ochosenko Chad Johnson, wherever the hell he was that year. Uh, Reggie he, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody. Yeah, Randy Moss. He, he played a ton of guys and, and just completely shut them down. I think the, the guy who gave him the most problems was, uh, I think it was Stevie Johnson TV from Jay. the Bill. Yeah. Yeah, but uh yeah he was he was, he
0: had, was quick 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 in or out.
1: Yeah it that's was that, all
0: quick quick slant or out. It was quick
1: and, Oh sorry, that was yeah, that was something that and was
0: with man to man, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was it was something and that's like a, a lot of the film stuff, it's really interesting to to watch that because you see it a lot where it's a it's a cat and mouse game where like even with Mims, I was watching him against Texas me and Marcus, and you saw him use a dead leg release, at least what I call a dead leg release. Um and a couple of times he broke in on a slant off a dead leg later in the game use the dead like guy inside leverage really hard on him cuz he thought he was going to the inside beat him deep on a vertical so like it's 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 yeah it's so it's so interesting to watch that that battle um if you're able to pick up on that stuff in film because it's not just okay you know same thing every rep just try to beat him like you you might set up a couple of plays where you might use power or use speed and then set up a speed to power like it's it's really it's really interesting, uh, interesting to watch like and that's why i like nfl the most it's it's the biggest chess game i think of all the sports um plus you little knocking each other's heads off. Not like back in the day, but it's still you're right. still to see some hits. It's a
0: physical. Hey, listen, everybody loves a physical brand of football and I, what you said about that 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 chess and not checkers, college may be a little bit of checkers when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, because you don't have as much time to meet with the players, but NFL, I mean you're in the meeting rooms all the time, so you're looking for those little advantages every single play of how okay, this is what he does on the first down. This is how I know it's a pass. So you're definitely always checking for those advantages
1: yeah now moving into the Jets offseason you said you you kept up with them a little bit um what are your thoughts they Joe Douglas is a highly regarded GM uh was a guy who was thought to come in and really is going to address the offensive line they bring in Van Roden who you spoke about you you played him in the CFL actually yeah. which I, I even know it was really super interesting uh they bring in Connor McGovern from the from the Broncos they bring in uh Fant from the, the Seahawks they bring in Makai Becton so um what do you what do you think in terms of like free agency like what they did uh, at the offensive line position how important do you think that is for a, a rookie quarterback because we, we spoke about it Sam Darnold snapped the throw had the lowest time in the NFL Le'Veon Bell who is still a great back when we have, you we have a great back but on a bad offensive line it's not going to be able to show a lot it's just not there's just no way so how much do you think it means for both uh, the the third year quarterback and Le'Veon Bell to to upgrade the line because last year they were the bottom of the barrel
0: yeah, Matt, I, you know, I, I hope uh, Sam Darnold sends J.D. some Christmas gifts because, I mean, he gave him a bunch of guys to protect him. Like I said, Van and I played against him in the CFO when he was at Toronto. He was very versatile up there, played a little bit of tackle, was able to play guard. He also plays center. So he's a guy that you may be able to move around a little bit. And a lot of the – we're well, not center, a lot of players, some of the guys they brought in, like we talked about earlier, they're at a point in their career where they're about to take off, right? You know, they're kind of building, building, building. They're, You know, we got them at a point. You know, as you watch the guys now and, you know, guys that the Jets brought in, they're on their verge of taking off. So, I think J.D. did a great job with the offseason, brought in, you know, protect Darnold. You know, you have a – I mean, one of the best running backs, if you look at over the last couple of years, in the backfield, didn't have a great year, but he still has that talent. Open up holes for him, the other to use him more. So, I think for the offense, I mean, I think it's going to be – you know, because last year you saw a lot of what? Miscommunications, guys being in the wrong spot. But now when you have that group together that they've played – you know, they played a lot of football, and hopefully, you know, the Jets can just keep them healthy because last year what did we see? a lot of injuries, and when you get those injuries, you don't have the depth. So now I think the guys they brought in, you're building the depth. So if something does happen, you know who the next guy is with experience and has played the game.
1: Yeah, um, last year was a huge problem, too, because the Jets had some top-end talent, but they had no depth like you spoke about, and they were the most injured team in the NFL based on money on the IR. And that wasn't even including C.J. Mosley, who was out the, the entire year and was one, one of the biggest cap hits and wasn't even on the IR, so they didn't count. Um, and Mosley coming back, you saw it in the first game, You know, first three quarters against the Bills, we shut him out. He goes out the fourth quarter. They score, what, tw- uh, 21 points, 24 points, whatever it was in a quarter. Right. Uh, the Jets lose that game. So getting Mosley back, getting Avery Williamson back, Um, addressing corner, which we spoke about, uh, potentially getting Logan Ryan, which it seems like it's going to happen. But yeah, getting Logan Ryan, bringing in DeSeer, bringing back Poole as compared to last year where it was – and no offense to the players, but you have Daryl Roberts, you had Tremaine Johnson, who I'll say I think he quit last year, um, and there was some evidence of that. He just gave up. Uh, and a bunch of backup guys. Now you have Ryan, who's a legit number one, number two. You have Poole, who was one of the best slot corners. You have Desir, and I think that opens up the offense so much for Greg Williams because last year, we saw him really try to hide the corners and didn't really ask him to do a lot, where this year I think you'll see Greg Williams do a lot of what he was doing in the past with the Rams and run more trap defenses and, and more palms and more things to confuse the quarterback, where last year was a lot of just simple coverages um, because the corners weren't able to execute. So I think it's going to be a huge show. Um, what do you think about the defense? Like, What do they do? Um, or what, what do you think they're – like? what they did on uh, the corner? What do you think about – uh, Logan Ryan coming in, what do you think that C.J. Mosley means to it? Because we spoke about it before we started recording, and a lot of fans, okay, well, they don't have the outside linebacker the corner, and a lot of people were kind of crapping on the C.J. Mosley signing, but you playing NFL can speak about it more than anybody. What does that middle linebacker mean? Like, you had Harris communication. Yeah. Um, that well, the best what it. Means. Yeah.
0: I mean, the middle linebacker sets the tone for the most part for the defense. He's your signal caller. He's your communicator. He is in the middle of your defense, and I mean, I think for at least thirty two or maybe thirty one of the thirty two team. He doesn't come off the field. And, you know, last year the Jets were able to bring in CJ Mosey and not having him the whole year. You, you saw it especially earlier where they're trying to fill in. it's not only filling in with a guy with, you know, the talent, but it's filling in with the experience he's got and when he came over from Baltimore who I mean, historically, has always played an aggressive, tough, physical brand of defense, which GW likes to run with his defense. So, you know, having him back for a whole year, I think it's definitely going to be great for the Jets. And then bringing in, and I know it's not done yet, but if they can bring in, some, you know, a corner like Logan Ryan, you know, I, he was a Rutgers guy. I know him really well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a versatile guy. You know, like you said before, he's not only a cover corner, but he comes up, he plays in a run, he can blitz. And I think GW, as, you, as you've seen him use, you know, Adams, you know, Logan may be a guy that they can kind of move around a little bit and use a little bit of his versatility because, you know, you look at him over his career, he's smart, he's savvy, he's fast, he's physical, and he's played in the Patriots, which you know is probably one of the smarter, you know, teams, one of the more efficient teams. And, you know, he's a guy that he's not going to lose you the game. He's always going to be where he's supposed to be, and he's going to make those splash plays. we seen last year in the playoffs where, I mean, he he got the last pick of Brady in the Patriots uniform. So, I mean, Logan, hopefully they can bring him in because I think GW, that's just another piece. And, you know, you know how GW is as you look at the way he played last year. It's not what you can't do, but what can you do? And let's put you in spots to be productive.
1: Yeah, and I think they were they finished like 7th overall in terms of yards yards given up and I don't I don't love stats because there's there's things I play in every stat like right. okay, well they were 7th but how much t- you know the Jets were losing big in a lot of games they might have been running out the clock like things like that. So, overall they they were still really good um with not a lot of corner talent and and bringing corner well. talent plus Mosley plus Avery Williamson. cuz like last year they 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 had Mosley out Avery Williamson, their second string, went out. Uh, and then you had uh, Hewitt, who went out for a couple of games. You had uh, Blake Cashman, yes. their fifth-round pick, went out. Like It was crazy how many injuries they had um, at that communicator spot for, for the defense. It was interesting. But before we get into uh, Zuniga, what do you think about uh, the draft? Uh, I know you you know watch college football, um, bringing in Makai Becton, bringing in Ashton. Ooh, that's a big boy. That's yeah, six. I think it's six seven, guy. six seven two, uh, or 370 or three about 370, but I think it was like 364 at the combine. So you see that guy pulling on, like, a, let's say, I don't think they're having pulling like a lot of dart plays, but he, he's working to second level. Uh, what do you what are you thinking?
0: <laughs> a, lot of, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of defensive players be making some business decisions. Let me just get out of the way, let me cut yeah. him low because you're not going to run into him. I mean, he's a big boy and he gets on you quick and he gets on you, he's going to manhandle you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then, and then Mims too, which both Marcus and I, we think that he has one of the highest ceilings of, uh, of receivers in the draft um, because Ju- Judy and I love Judy. I love his route running. His route running is absolutely ridiculous how he can keep his feet under his frame with the cuts he makes, but uh, he seems like a Keenan Allen Diggs type, where I, I think like Mims, a guy like Mims with his size, uh, 6'3", 207, uh 8 speed. Uh, he has 33 7 8 inch arms, which is what tackles want. So, and some of his route running ability too. Like we we talked about it last show, and I don't want to harp on it too much. I did. I think I did like four hours total on Mims. <laughs> um, but his his ability to get out of cuts without clean technique is ridiculous. If he cleans up that technique, it's going to be. Uh, he's going to be a ridiculous route runner. So I think he has a really high ceiling. So uh, later on in the draft, what do you think about Mims and, and Davis and Zuniga? Um, I'm sure you watch watched a little bit of him at least. So, like, what do you think about those uh, those type of players? I
0: mean, I mean, Mims, like you said, with his catch radius, I mean, with those arms, I mean, he'll, he'll be able to make plays kind of catching the ball all throughout because mm-hmm. he's such a long guy. Uh, Davis, like, you know, is a raw guy, but he does have that track speed. He does have that athletic ability that you like to see from, from a receiver, especially the guy that you get in that in that position in the draft because you can do a lot of different things. And, uh, you, know, like, you know, like we're going to talk about today is Zuniga. I mean, a guy that in college was very productive earlier on, got better every year, then had a tough, tough senior year when he came back. Had a tough year, you know, battled a lot of injuries, a lot of – lower body injuries and for a pass rusher for a defensive lineman that you rely on getting off the ball you rely on your legs you rely on being able to bend having ankle injuries is probably one of the worst things to have as a defensive lineman because that that compromises your get off, that compromises your bend that compromises the way you hold the point on a run play because that ankle is so taped up that you can't bend like you used to
1: you don't have that uh I always talk about ankle flexibility when you have that, that tape. Listen,
0: man, ankle flexibility, <laughs> I think for a pass rusher, is so important. I remember I had a high ankle sprain my second year with the Jets against the Miami Dolphins, I think it was like a Monday night, and that killed me for the whole year because I couldn't get in my stance. I couldn't get off the ball. So I would, you would get off, but you're getting off straight, and that runs through your knee, that runs through your hip, and everything starts to hurt more. So hopefully Zuniga, you know, he's healthy now and coming into this season, I think if he comes in healthy, hopefully he can get back to the 2018 Zuniga. You know, he had a pretty good year in 2018.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna watch. Um, like I said, we have uh, I don't have any all 22 of him. Of course, the games I had of Florida was the games that he was injured. So we're gonna watch broadcast angle, uh, which I, I, okay. I said I think it's the I think it's the easiest position to evaluate. Broadcast angle, like trying to evaluate a center or a guard at broadcast right. angle is like ridiculously hard or corners or things like that. So we're gonna watch some plays of him. Um, and it's funny to talk about ankle flexibility. It's like a running joke. Uh, I always talk about ankle flexibility. And when I put up the picture of me proposing to my now fiance, it was, oh, look at your ankle flexibility and all that <laughs> stuff. So it's a running joke, but I think it's really important, too. Um, so to go over some of his strengths and weaknesses and his measurables and things like that before we get into the film, uh, 6'3", 258, which you said is like pretty similar size to to you, um, 32 and 7 eighth inch arms. 464 464 uh, four, four, 40, 33 inch vert, 29 bench press, which is pretty damn good, 127 inch broad. Um, Strengths and weaknesses that I listed, and we'll talk about a lot of them going through his film. I put explosive burst off snap. Uh, Hand placement, power in hand, uh, showed some effective rips, clubs, swipes, bull rushes, and jerks. Um, Could be a big asset in run defense, Uh, power to play inside in certain pass rush situations, power to go against interior linemen, Uh, will blow up guys and stand them up off ball, Uh, showed ability to play with good leverage off the snap, played all over line at Florida. Uh, speed to power ability, straight line speed, plays hard, overall strength and power. I wish I had more. Uh, that that I had a limited list right there because of the limited film I was able, able to say. Weaknesses, uh, snap timing is inconsistent, lacks a consist, uh, consistent pass rush plan, need, needs to add diversity to pass rush move setups, uh, needs to develop counters, tight hips, lacks flexibility, doesn't offer much bend, short arms or shorter arms uh, tackle radius will have trouble in backfield against elusive quarterbacks, running backs loses balance when cornering uh, it needs to set up angle better uh, or angles better it needs to learn how to bull rush with full power, activated uh, lacks lateral quickness, lacks change of direction skill uh, needs to defeat hands more consistently and had has had some injuries before we get into the film. I want to ask about that. Uh, in terms of his lack of bend, we're going to show it a little bit. Is there any? And I, don't, I honestly, I'm kind of asking a question. I think I know the answer to because I don't think there's really a, a, a really good way to develop a ton of bend. Because you see a lot of guys who come in with or come in with a lack of bend. You don't really see it develop a lot like Jamie Clowney. He's an explosive player doesn't have a lot of bend. Terrell Suggs was a, a Hall of Fame type guy. Right. Didn't have a lot of bend. Is there any way to develop bend like at least a little bit? Um, from from your experience
0: and like we but like we talked about i mean he was injured his senior year so you couldn't <laughs> see that true ben because he didn't have His true strength. So I think you could develop bend in lower body strength, lower body flexibility to be able to you know be strong in your lower body, but also be functional. You know, it's not not just about being powerful, but be able to move fluidly. And so I think with him being healthier, you would see a better bend in this in this senior year because you would expect that year for him to be the strongest he's ever been, to know the defense the best he's ever known it, Mm -hmm. and to have the best you know. And if he was healthy. You would see everything come together, but so I, I don't know if it's developing the. I mean, he'll get better as a pass rusher with D line, with yeah. line coach, you know, working with him, but I think it's more setting up his pass rushes and knowing when he has to bend and what is he looking to do in different rushes and different situations throughout the game
1: yeah and the, our first two games I think we have uh we have Tennessee and another game from eighteen and we have two games in nineteen, so we have two games of of each season uh top of the screen right here and, and Jamal just, i'll I'll run through the plays like quickly um and, and then okay. get, and you know I don't wanna give you a fresh play and you know you've never seen him before or maybe you maybe you have maybe you haven't um the one thing I think good. he does i think the one thing that he does offer um he's a really good edge setter and he's really he's, he's powerful now here he's a little bit late off the snap but i think that was a problem more in 18 than it was in 19 uh, i do like his leverage for sure he gets under the pads he gets his hands inside um he extends I, I like the right arm extension right there to keep his chest clean um he's still holding that edge and then his eyes are inside at the at the running back um peeking inside right there or peeking actually see, to the to the to the left side of I, the left tackle In, in this
0: right here i would i would like him to have better shoulders to be square to the square to the ball carrier because sometimes when you get your chest going down the line of scrimmage like that, that ball carrier with the duck outside, you're not going to be able to redirect, like he's talking about his mm-hmm. lateral quickness, you're not going to be able to redirect to make the play on an outside sweep or, an, or a stretch play, so I would like him to be okay. a little bit square, so when he's coming back, to be able to fall off with an arm over into that D-gap.
1: Yeah, you're, and you're talking about in terms of him being able to, to open his hips to the outside right here at this position. It's, it's really hard. So you'd like to see him be more square to the line of scrimmage so he could play either side. Um, now he is and The
0: backs in the, the, back the NFL have more ability than these college backs. So he'll the back in the NFL to get right there and pop it back outside. So you really got to make sure you set that edge and force everything inside to the inside guys because you know you let that running back out in the open field, and now you have DBs trying to tackle him instead of linebackers.
1: Yeah, no that that's a that's a great that's a great point. Um, something that people don't really really think about, but um, staying square while you're stacking it, it is important. I even think about that before we even started talking about it. So that's definitely a great point. He is able to shed and get on the tackle. Um, but it's something to note because a lot of things that you see, um, and I saw with like a lot of film is you'll see stuff that's successful in the in, in college football. But you want to evaluate them, you know, taking that step up to the next level. So let's say if a if, if a release that doesn't that doesn't really manipulate the hips or create false steps work works in in college football for Mims because of his size and speed, um, corners in the NFL will be able to shuffle, stay over top, get their hands on. So you want to to kind of project as how it would work in the NFL. So um, that's definitely something that's that's important. Uh, I'll play the. I'll, I'm going to play it on the bottom. He's on the bottom of the screen right here. The one thing that that I noticed. Um, for him, I, I think he needs to develop a more a more consistent plan. There's some times where he kind of can just concedes his rush and tries to get into the guy. Uh, where listen, like for me, if he if he was to to attack more um, up the up the arc right here and get this guy to really open up his hips, so so his so the the tackle's power was going, you know, uh, in in this direction as you're seeing my mouse, and then he could bull rush through him. I'd be more okay with this, but here he doesn't really set up his angles well. Um, and he kind of just concedes his rush. I don't know if you see the same thing there, where you like to see yeah. his angle set up a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Zuniga needs to do a better job in this in this rep right here in ta- uh, attacking the tackle set line, right? Attacking the tackle set line and seeing if, he's, if there's a softer set where the tackle's going back, where you'll turn it into, you know, he's not a long, a super long guy, super, you know, he doesn't have super length, but he can turn it into a long arm or a blow rush if the tackle's going back. Or you attack that set line and you're on the tackle, you're closing the distance faster. And you're forcing the tackle to react. And then I think a good move for, for, for Zuniga is going to be, uh, he's going to develop is the side scissors where you're not, you don't have super length, but you can get into the tackle quick, force him in this position, as you can see right here, to throw his hands, hit him with the side scissors, and be able to bend and come around the corner to, to, the, to the quarterback. So I think he just have to do a better job of closing, to have great vision, to see the, mm-hmm. the close, the distance from the tackle to see that set line. And if you attack the set line, the tackle has to do two things. He has, to, he has to attack you with a quick set or he's going to keep sinking with a soft set and then you can run him with the bull.
1: Yeah. And the thing with this too is like, and if you, like I said, if you are going to ball out the him set up his angles a little bit better because you, you see a lot of guys who are successful in the NFL really rush up that arc, get the guy to, like I said, open his hips up. And then you have a more exposed chest, but here the tackle doesn't mean like his, his techniques Not even really great. You see him, you see him leaning into that block a lot and, and, and shooting his hands, at least defeat the hands um in in my opinion so he gets shut down there um with that rush and I think like I said he just wants to kind of be more consistent in terms of setting up his his rush or attacking angles like that was kind of like it's like a vertical 45 degree set. like it was in the middle of both of them um okay so let's let's see this one bottom this is the one play I brought up uh, before we before we even started recording but um this long arm here what I'm seeing, and I want you to talk about it, obviously more than I'm talking about it, you have more experience than I do, clearly. <laughs> um, I don't really think he sets up this long arm very well in terms of like activating his his full power. So what do you, what are you seeing on this play on the bottom from Zuniga? You, you know,
0: actually, I thought the
1: get off was good. He did it, had a great yeah.
0: job getting, I'm getting the tackle to turn now. I think with the long arm, he put it in there, but he didn't attack that inside pad. And I like to attack the inside pad on the on the long arm because it make that tackle lift that inside foot. But right here, I think what he's seeing is he doesn't want to be a fly-by rusher, which means you're flying by the quarterback, and now the defense is only playing with 10. So he's really trying to turn back into the quarterback. And I don't think it's a, a bad rush. I just think he has to get a little bit, bend a little bit more when he, when he hits the long arm and to be able to lift him with that inside pad to really, push them by the quarterback and not fly back and fall back underneath
1: yeah now with the with the long arm um I don't know are you taught this in the NFL level even a college level where when you're getting when you're getting that long arm in and you're and you're placing it do you want to see his hips um, and his body more and more engaged under that long arm? Cause when you're, when you're square, you're not really taking advantage of, of the leverage. Like a lot of long arms that I see, it's, it's a lot more of the arm extended and you're kind of working up through those hips and up through that um, up through that instep of, of the, of the outside foot. So do you, do you, uh, Think that's true or do you like do you see his his body well set up uh up for this? right
0: right here as you can see when you want a long arm you want your your hand above your eyes as we can see right here mm-hmm. he's a little high he's standing straight up so he's not yeah. generating you know all his power he's probably only playing with 60 percent of his power if he was to bend a little bit more in his hips and when he was to attack explode through that inside pad mm-hmm. with a long arm he'll bring all the way this power to be a nice straight angle from his feet all the way through his hips and his thighs through that arm yeah. Right here, he's a little high, so he's more of trying to run him. And then at the end, you see him try to really hump him by mm-hmm. right here as so he tries to hump him by and get in on the quarterback. So it's not a bad rush because what do you see from the quarterback? He's in that pocket. He's in that hole. So there's nowhere really for him to go. So it's not a bad rush. But I think once he bends a little bit, you no know, learns more the NFL pass rush system of how good the tackles are and how you have to be on point every rush. I think his long arm is going to improve because being a guy that's, you know, that has some quickness off the edge. If he can turn that quickness with the tackle has to get out into speed, mm-hmm. I mean, into power, I think it's going to be an effective move for him.
1: Yeah, and I, I think just based on his, like I said, his four uh, six forty, and and he definitely has that burst. Uh, I think he can, you know, get those those tackles to really open up their hips and, and panic a little bit, trying to get to the outside if they don't have, if they're not the flutest of foot. So he'll be able to take advantage of that speed to power for sure, especially for a guy who might not be able to necessarily bend as well as some other guys um, in terms of cornering. So I, I think his speed to power is going to be uh, pretty effective in the NFL if he just learns how to um set it up a a little bit better because again for like that rep like having being a little bit more square to the to the tackle for me and extending you're not getting that that full power as if you were to extend that arm and be straight and be under him so a lot of bull rushes like you said or long arms say bull rush um like you said it's above your eyes and you really are under that arm instead of instead of being more square you're not activating the full power of your body behind it like where i talk about like offensive linemen working with their insteps um, where you don't want to be straight, like giving the the leg, like that natural lever point where you could push against that natural lever point where you really want to work against with the insteps because you just want to break the leg. So it's all about technique and leverage and understanding body mechanics in terms of uh, really every in the NFL, but especially guys in the trenches, it's really about leverage and understanding how your body works. So leverage, um,
0: angles, you know, vertical separation, you know, there's bend, 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 get under guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Um, this next, next play, we have him right here. He's, uh, the five tech right there. Um, again, good leverage. He's underneath the, he's winning the leverage battle. He gets his hands inside right here. Um, and he just pushes into the backfield and he's able to, to make the, the, uh, get the tackle for loss. I can't see exactly what the, what the run play is, whether it be like inside zone, tight zone. Um, I don't have the angle to really, I'm not going to evaluate. That's not a huge deal. Um, but what do you see from this play from, from Zuniga right here?
0: I mean, I, I like his get off. I, I like that he extends and, and he playing in the back. He's getting vertical through the gap. I would like to see him do a better job in his block destruction, right? So in college football... You know, sometimes, you know, all the linemen aren't going to hold you and grab you, so you can kind of just drop your arms and come off and make the tackle. When you get to the pros, I mean, you're playing with the best of the best, so they're going to hold you, and you can't just get off. So You're going to have to get off with a rip, an arm over. You're going to have to do something to defeat their hands when they're engaged with you, when you're engaged with an offensive lineman. So I would like to tell them do a, a better job of – and that's things that you learn and you develop, to de- defeat the guy's hand, not just drop your hands and run off the block, because you're going to get held, and then they're just going to run you down the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, so you'd like to see like a almost like a, like a cross chop or something right there to defeat that that arm. You know, I've
0: I've always I've always been partial to the arm over. I think it keeps your you know if you do it quick, it keeps your pads low. And all it does is work. I remember Rex and uh, Mike Patton all used to say that. Hey, arm arm over. I'm like, all right. He's like, all it does is work. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I like that move when you're coming off a block. You know, right here. So don't just walk off the block. You know, be able to you know beat the block and shed the block.
1: It's an interesting blocking scheme for Tennessee. It looks like like, like I said maybe a tight zone inside zone. Um, my only really difference for those plays is usually the aiming point, the track of the running back, but on an inside handoff to lay the backside edge or E on block is a little bit, a little bit strange to me, but, um, they're all able to make the tackle for loss on the, on the yeah, running they, back.
0: They brought some, they brought some pressure too with that nickel out there, number 5
1: mm-hmm. all so, right. so then,
0: then that backside guy can go right, you know, they're probably expecting somebody to hold up for the quarterback and maybe hold them for a second so the running back can hit downhill.
1: So let's see the next one. Um, he, he is... Going to be on the top of the screen right here. I I do I do like his hand his hand placement um, in terms of like coming off the ball and getting his hands inside. Um, maybe maybe let's like see him explode a little bit more into the chest right right there uh, to create yeah. some some more force. It, it is a little bit passive even if you are just like you're looking to stack and shed. Um, I think more explosion into the chest would be a little bit better here. Yeah, more
0: speed to lock. You know, we call it speed to lock, right? So you want to get off the ball and you want your hands really from the ground right into his chest. He kind of brought his hands to himself and then he punched out. So I think as he developed and you have to be a lot quicker with your hands in the, in the pro game because the yeah. offensive linemen, they're quick They're quick to get on you when it's a run play. So more speed to lock rather than just kind of put it out there. But he is, has had good placement where his hands, it seems like his hands are, are tight. His thumbs up or his elbows are together. So he's doing a good job with that. And yeah, great, so great recognition right here with the, with, with the blocking scheme. He felt like the, the tackle was trying to hinge block him, step down, then kind of wheel him out. And mm-hmm. he kind of came off quick. But, I, like again, like I said before, he kind of just drops his hands and runs off of the block. So I would like to see some sort of arm over move, some sort of block disruption where you really beat the offensive tackle's hands because you're not going to be able to just drop your hands in the next level.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how powerful this left tackle is, but a good job. He, he tries to use like that circular force, that torque, to get him outside, and it doesn't look like it really affects him. So that's like some good natural power, uh, at least. But I agree with you in terms of like obviously it is is him really exploding through the ground because he's not he's re- really using like half of his power right here. It's really a lot of his upper body right here. It's not he's not really acting a lot from his lower body. Um, whereas if he was just to explode right through that, you know, in more of a straight line instead of coming, you know, up and then through, you want to just see him straight line right through that guy. Um, and like you said, you said, you said straight to locker. Um, speed to
0: lock, speed to lock, speed right? To so lock. You, the biggest thing is you got to lock your hand and get him off you, right? So off the ground, especially from a, with, with your hand in the dirt, you know, be able to go off the ground right into his chest rather than off up to yourself and then extend.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So next play, uh, play number six. Let's see what this one is lack I said I said lack plan here so let's see um bottom he's the he's the wide five that's at least what I call him right there wide five so it's it's kind of similar and and this is a quick quick pass set so I'm not sure if he's eh, I wouldn't even say he really saw him uh throwing the ball quickly because he that that wasn't necessarily the case but what do you what do you see on this play because Again, I don't, really, I don't really see him – like you see a lot of guys speed to power. Like, okay, I said it before, you know, get your hips really working outside here. Um, on that third, fourth step, whatever it may be, depending on the set of the tackle, really turn your hips and, and, and work through the guy. But here, uh, he, he, I don't really see him threatening with his speed at all. And he kind of, again, just sticks his hands into him with no real, like, true plan to defeat the hands or, or go speed to power.
0: I would, like, I would like to see him have a better stance you know, to be first. I mean, it's second and 13 right here, so you're expecting a – you know, you're probably expecting a pad. Mm-hmm. So, all i like to see him watching some clips of him before. I think he needs a better, you know, pass rush stance. You know, from his stance and the three-point stance, he's been in so many different stances that, that I've seen that I don't think he has a real, you know, natural pass rush stance. So, hopefully, you know, the, the, the D-line coaching get with him and get in a better stance. But great get off the ball right here. I think he just mm-hmm. had to realize right there the tackle opens, you know, you gotta rush that set line, so you got to turn it into a, you know, to, to to power, which he tries to do. But like you said, that bend in the lower body, he's so perpendicular right now. All he can do is really bull rush. He's not hitting him with a good enough angle.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with that. Um, he again, like I just don't think he, and he does have a good explosion, but if he were to threaten this guy a little bit more outside, I think you get this guy even more off balance than 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 he is. Um, when he throws his hands and get him to panic a little bit and then really, like I said, just off that third, fourth step, really turn it inside and just just bull right through and get really good leverage to get under his pads and just throw it, throw him right back into the quarterbacks, uh, you know, right, right in front of the quarterback. But he kind of has his hips squared him the entire time. So he's not threatening too much, even though right. he does have that good explosion. So I, I think he could I think he could even kind of take advantage of his explosion a little bit more than he does um going to next level and he'll learn that i i believe yeah Um, he'll
0: definitely learn that because i mean in the nfl you just have more time to work with the players right you have more practice time you know he's going to have a guy that just practice with him with pass right a guy that's just a get off guy so he's going to have more time to improve his game than he did at college especially senior year playing with so many injuries
1: yeah and uh here it, it it doesn't look like it's supposed to be like a radar type defense or everybody's standing up it just looks like they're a little bit late to to Whatever their call is, whatever their defensive call is, they're a little bit late. And LSU, I don't know if it was a it was a hurry up situation. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was
0: nowadays everybody's a tempo offense, so they probably called as a late call coming from their de- defensive uh, signal caller.
1: So he's he's on the bottom right there, um, standing up, and I like that. Even though he's not ready at the snap, um, might, be, might be like running like a like a mid zone right here, outside zone. And I do like that he gets his hands inside again. And I like that once he engages, he, he does work off the instep of that back foot to, to hold up a little bit. Um, so he he understands that at least. And he's able to kind of, if you want to call it a, a push pull or, or a jerk, um, gets his hands on and, and jerks him by him. And then, some of the thing that I've seen with his game is he he does lack, like, that, like, short area, like, explosion in terms of, like, his tackle radius. There's a lot of situations where if guys change their angles, change their tracks, he's not able to to tackle them, uh, both because of shorter arms and, and, like I said, some of that bend and, and just, like, athleticism. So uh, what are you seeing from this play, Jamal?
0: I think, I think what you said is, is exactly correct. He did use his hand to get off the block great job of, you know, not just running to the sideline, thinking about setting the edge, but you're, you know, you know, you're not reached until the ball is outside of you. So he saw that he was in phase with the ball, able to fall back inside off of this tackle. And you would like to see him come off again with, you see, he's kind of just dropping his hand. I think if he were to come off with an arm over, that would allow him to make this tackle a lot easier.
1: Yeah. And when you come off,
0: when you you come off a block with an arm over, what it does is it, it naturally brings your pads low. So you're in a tackling position.
1: Yeah, and the only the only issue, and especially it's like the arm over is all about timing because the only the weakness with that rush is that you're exposing your armpit. But if you can time it well, um, it's super it's super effective. And I think that a lot of people I don't know if you differentiate the swims and arm overs because I call them arm overs too because a lot of people anytime they they look like they're doing an arm over they just call it swim. Uh, a true, like, swim for me is defeating the hands and then, and then pulling your arm over through, where an arm over sure. is just that arm over. Um, we can call it a club arm over. But, like, a swim is a little bit different from an arm over. I don't know if you – do, you, in, do the you run game, in the
0: run game, how I think about an arm over is your, you have your, your, your tackle. You're locking them out. You're, you're locking them out. He's trying to reach you. You're locking them out. And then when you realize the ball is cutting back inside of you into that B gap, you're just taking – say I'm the left end. I'm just taking my left arm, bringing it right over the tackled arm on me, right over my arm and defeating his hand and falling back into the B-gap, right? So you know you're not going to come off completely clean, but you're coming off to do what? To make the tackle in the B-gap. So you're setting the edge, you're being in phase with the ball and falling back to be able to make the tackle. He probably would have made that tackle for TFL if he would have had a better block destruction.
1: All right, next play. Um, I have him, I don't know, let's see where he is here.
0: Right there, bottom left. Yeah, left yeah. so he's like right.
1: another, he's like a five-tech again. Again, I, this is this is a better play, I think, in terms of him exploding through the ground and into his hands, like you said, um, where he's he's really working into the into the chest pretty quickly um, of the of the offensive lineman. I maybe his angle could be a little bit better, where it looks like he's exploding a little higher than he is really through him. So maybe he can explode a little a little bit higher, but he is able to get his get his hands on and and jerk him almost almost into an arm over, uh, not necessarily into the arm over, but the the, the tight end comes. Uh, I don't know if he's supp- a the tight end didn't do a good job right there if he's supposed to assist on that, but regardless, he's able to get his hands on, um, slip past that. He drops, he drops his hips, um, right. work past both those guys and he's able to get in on tackle uh, at the end. I mean, of they're the,
0: doubling, they're doubling up to the, is that the guard? The, the No, the the, it's the the right
1: tackle and the, the uh, right
0: tackle and and that 44 and, and that Jack, that Jack, uh, fullback tight end. They're kind of doubling up to him coming off to the linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think he did a, Actually he was supposed to stay in between them. he kind of got behind them, but he did a good job of upper body flexibility better to kind of move his body and come back and try to get up on the plate. Trying to see a little better here.
1: Yeah, that, that, that tight end that tight end though it's kind of a I, I guess he was like you know he's the high leg and, and he's the postman where he's trying to overtake the block, but um, he doesn't really do a, a, great, a great job really truly engaging him <laughs> because like I said, he works his hips and his angles and he's able to get get underneath of that block. Um, and he's able to get on a tackle. So I think that was a that was a solid play from from Zuniga right there.
0: The one thing I like though, you know, even with the double team, and actually he probably was out of his gap, but he's probably with the split him. But what did he do? He kept pursuing down the line of scrimmage, and that's one of the things I saw. with you know, I I've seen with him, you know, in 2019 and some of the games that I watched and some of the film that he does a good job down the line of scrimmage, keep working, and he gets in on some tackles where. You know, you see in some defensive ends not kind of chase down the line of not keep working towards the ball. So he does get in on some tackles that he probably, you know, other guys probably wouldn't have made.
1: Yeah. So this play, there's not really much to uh, to break. Well, no, there's not really much to break down here. I just like to see guys get blown up sometimes. Um, so he comes off the ball in the bottom. He is uh, looks like they're bringing an extra. No, they don't bring an extra tackle. I'm sorry. So he's like a four eye, at least what I call him a four eye right here. Um, comes off the ball again. Uh, maybe a split second late you could see some of his snap timing especially in 2018 was a little bit lacking um but he is he's able to work his angles a little bit he presses inside right here and he's able to beat him with like a with like a swipe um and then he sees the running back coming to that edge to fill and he's able to just truck over the running back and get into the quarterback's face right there
0: yeah i, I definitely like that we used to call it know uh, when i was with the Jets. If you, if you ever matched up one-on-one with a running back, it was beat him or – well, I ain't going to say what was the second word. It was beat him <laughs> or break him, right? So it was basically you beat him quickly with a quick move or you drop your pad level, you get up under his helmet, and you knock him back into the quarterback to make the quarterback uncomfortable. And you know, I think Zuniga did a good job here recognizing the offensive lineman sliding away and not only just yeah. rushing right into the, the offensive lineman, but working his hands back into the open gap and seeing the running back and. You know, this shows a lot of uh, football IQ that you see the running back and he realizes, you know what, they were sliding away. The running back has me Mm one-on-one. I'm a bigger guy than him. Let me just drop my pads, get up under him. The running back stops his feet. Let's run him into the quarterback because, as we see, quarterbacks hate, hate, hate guys at their legs, hate guys in front of them. So I think he did a good job right here of recognizing the offensive lineman set, recognizes the slide protection, and to be able to trigger at the second of I'm one-on-one with the running back. Let me go get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he, obviously, like you said, he's, he's filling in for that slide protection. You have the whole line sliding to their left, shuffling to their left. I know some people call it slide protection and gap protection. Some people say it's shuffling in your gap protection because some people say slide protection right. is okay, right. the left tackle and the left guard sliding to, to, to the like, man blocking. So whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, it, you can see, like you said, with quarterbacks, he, he's not able to really step through that throw, and he ends up ripping that ball. He rips right. the ball, and you can see it clearly affects him. Now it's an overthrow because now he's overcompensating with that arm.
0: Exactly. Because I mean, just that, just this much off, right. This much where you can't step into it in the backfield is, you know, you know, an an inch in the backfield is a foot in the field. Right. So just that inch, he couldn't step into it. You know, that makes the ball, you know, sail over the receiver's head.
1: Yeah. um, And it's, it's interesting too, because like that's one of the things you learn with quarterbacks, like you'd think, okay, they're not able to generate their full power for their lower body. You think it'd be an underthrow, but what actually ends up happening is they overcompensate with their arm and it's usually overthrows. and that's exactly and being, what happens right here.
0: And, and another good thing right here is being in the red zone, you know, this is a situation that is unique. I'm not sure how they coach it there, but this is a situation that he can see that he knows there's not a lot of field, you know, for the quarterback to throw down the field. So whatever your rush has to be, it has to be a direct rush at mm-hmm. the quarterback because he's not going to sit back there because he doesn't have 40 yards of field. So yeah, has shorter round concepts. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next play, he's on the bottom right here, uh, five tech. So he's not able to he, – he, he does get the face mask, uh, face mask call here, unfortunately. But, again, I think he's it, – it, it's a little bit better than that lad, like a couple reps ago where we saw where he's actually – he's exploding to the ground into his hands. Um, he's a
0: tight five here, right? So he's a, he's a, a tight five technique right here. not really in space. He got to split that that uh, yo-tight ends, right? So he's a little bit tighter, you know, playing in that run game. But I think he does a good job of – his hands, you would know, like to see a better knockback but does a great job of getting off the block and finding the running back.
1: Yeah. And I like the extension right here too. Uh, really exactly. keeping the guy off of his body right there and, and extending and then pulling down and working through that right there and then finding the running back. Uh, you'd obviously like to see him bring the running back down without the face mask, but that stuff happens. That's not, you, yeah, can't you, you never,
0: you never get mad at effort penalties when it comes to that. I mean, he's not grabbing for the face mask. I mean, he wants, he wants to tackle too. Right. So he's not doing it on purpose, but it's just playing with a lot of effort coming off a block. I mean, as, as defensive linemen, mm-hmm. guys are playing the trenches that happens. you know, that, that tends to happen. But it, like I said, again, I just want to see a better arm over, a better block disruption for him. He does a lot of dropping his hands, just running at the ball. And I think if he really learns to defeat the blocker first, he's going to allow him to make more plays.
1: Okay, so we have him here. Uh, at least it looks like a four-eye to me um, right here. And this is just exp- – I'll, I'll play in full speed. I, I, I marked this bad O-line but explosion because I don't know – I don't know of any any blocking schemes unless it's like a, it's supposed to be like a, a trap or a wham or something like that. Um, We're going to let a guy through like that. But it looks like the left tackle expected the left guard to pick him up and the left guard looked like the left tackle. Um, and Zuniga was just able to explode and make the tackle through, uh, in, in the backfield. Hey, man, listen,
0: sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? <laughs> All they say is, listen, if you're coming through free, don't miss the layup. You know, go get you a TFL. Go have you a good day. Don't miss the layup. But, yeah, great job exponent off the ball. You know, coming free, just working up the field. I mean, kind of the play was set up for him. But what? He didn't stop his feet, didn't break down, just went and attacked.
1: Yeah, and like I said, he he might not be the, the most loose athlete in terms of like hips and stuff like that. But in terms of like straight line explosion, he he definitely has it. Um, it he a lot of effort also. Yeah, yeah, which is something you like to see. and And I don't know if you feel the same way about this that I do um i put up plays on twitter wherever it may be and i'll I'll put up plays of even receivers blocking and a lot of people oh well receivers blocking like who who cares about that one it it does matter if they break it to the sideline you know you you block your guy extra 10 yards five yards touchdown whatever but what it really shows to me is is the effort and and the want to and the dedication to the team so Effort's a big thing for me, especially, you know, watching guys in college, like you should want it more than you've ever wanted at college to get to that next level. So effort plays, chase downs, things like that really matter to me when I'm watching film of a guy. Yeah, definitely when, you know, in in my
0: past, whenever a coach puts up an effort play, it could be a receiver blocking downfield. It could be an offensive lineman, you know, chasing downfield and maybe getting on a fumble. That raises the level in the locker room because that's what the standard is, right? And when you keep seeing those effort plays from, you know, like you said, your number one receiver is blocking his ass off downfield or a guy, you know, gets cut, gets back up, tries to get in on a tackle. I think that just improves your whole unit and improves your whole team because it shows that, you know, once you can do it once, you can do it every time. Right. So it shows the standard of play.
1: Yeah. So this play is another one where it's not really, I don't really see anything too great right here. He he looks like based on his, you know, you have the corner coming in um, on this, you know, a cat blitz uh, ends up being like a inside zone split right here. And LSU does not do a good job of blocking really anybody right here. Um, That's not what you want to see. You want to see the first level block before you work to the second level um at least from what i've learned <laughs> i don't know about yeah, yeah i don't know how to, i don't know what kind of
0: but listen hey hey put it in right i mean it worked for them right <laughs> see, so yeah point.
1: so so you have him as like the force player blitz and he is just ex- exchanging right here he's going to work through the you know he's lined up in the c gap uh works into the b gap but he still is able to explode into the backfield now with this um what are you seeing from this tackle? Because there, he does have a tendency when he when he's rushing hard into the backfield to to miss tackles. Um, like I said, his tackle radius is a little bit lacking, and like his like his his short area like change of direction sometimes is a little bit lacking. So, what are you seeing um, from him here? In this miss, I think tackle?
0: he got. I think as he came inside, he. he... When he came in the backfield, he ended up being too high. He wasn't yeah. able to change direction because he was standing straight up, maybe a little bit of that stiffness in the lower body. But, you know, as a defensive lineman, you kind of always want to shoot your gun, right? They always say take the shot because you had that corner blitzing behind him. So you, just shot, you took your shot, got him on the ground, but you would like to see him come in the backfield with a little lower pass to be able to make the tackle now if the play was going away from him and he had to really chase the ball down the line of scrimmage
1: yeah i think I noted that when I put this play like he's coming up a little bit high and in my opinion like too like his his steps are a little bit big right here he's really like hopping into that tackle and when you start to like when you start to like hop that that like that hop right here it really limits you in terms of you being able to change direction <laughs> quickly when you're taking your feet off the ground and you're high like that so you maybe but i'll tell you one I'll okay. tell you
0: one thing, though. I think sometimes when you go unblocked, you know, he was making that move. And I guarantee you, in practice, they didn't draw it up where you weren't going to be blocked. So sometimes you come in the backfield and you're expecting, oh, I'm going to jump and go get him right now or get to the quarterback. And, you know, sometimes it's harder to make the play when you're unblocked because it's kind of a weird feeling where you're coming in the backfield. Nobody's on you. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Is it the trap? Is it the, you know, you're thinking everything. And then the ball is there. You're just trying to jump on it.
1: Yeah, you're looking for like a wham block or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So, you're
0: like, wait a minute, I got the invisible coat on. Wait a minute, and yep. then somebody hits you in the side of your head, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I got, I, I got you. I got you, uh, Fanica. Okay, no problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here, um, I think he does a really good job right here. Again, he's, he looks like he's like a four four eye right here, um, and. Comes off the ball again, like maybe he comes up a, l- a little bit high, where like you you like to see him be a little, maybe a little bit more linear here instead of instead of bending from the hips a little bit. Um, but he's able to get his hands inside, and he does his job right here. Like even if he wasn't able make- to make this tackle, uh, eating up two blocks, you know, uh, one for two, two for one, I think is a good job by really anybody. But he is able to get his hands on both guys. Um, he is able to shuffle down the line of scrimmage as he's, as he's reading the running backs' track uh, work outside. He he pulls the he pulls the the uh is the left tackle, let me see if we, yeah, so you have the left tackle, he pulls the left tackle down. He's able to then uh manipulate his hips, get outside, throw this hand into there, work his hips over top of those guys, and he gets another tackle. Yeah, the running back gets the first down, but I, I think that was a good job by him overall.
0: I don't know, man, because you know, as a defensive lineman, you never want your hands on two different linemen because you okay. won't be able to push them back. So I think if you were to keep his hands on the tackle right here, he'll do a better job of putting all his force through the tackle and maybe not getting knocked off the ball as much. But like you said, his ability to kind of stay on his feet, keep moving, keep working down the line of scrimmage. That's an important trait, you know, especially for a guy that, you know, coming in the league, you know, as a, three down, you know, as a hands-in-a-dirt guy where they're talking about maybe being able to play a little bit outside backer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in his future, if, you know, maybe he's not the pass rush, you know, specialist or genius that everybody thinks that he can become, you know, he's the guy that may be able to put on a couple of pounds and play really that five-technique, four-eye, mm-hmm. jump inside on the third down, maybe be a three-technique uh, pass rusher because he does play with a lot of energy. You know, but I would like to see him here have a, his, both his hands on that tackle and maybe he wouldn't get knocked off the ball as much because he's splitting his power now between two guys rather than having it focus on one individual.
1: Would you like to see that, uh, that, that uh, this, this backer right here too, like shoot his shot a little bit earlier? Too. Oh, yeah, you got to go,
0: man. It's second and three. You got to go. You got to get going.
1: Yeah, especially when you see this and you see the track of the running back and this and this B gap well it's actually I guess it's actually the the A gap, right? So you have the A gap, the A gap is open and the running back's track is coming into that direction. So I like to see him shoot right here, whoever that I don't know who that is though, but and I'm not quite sure his
0: technique, right? It's different. If he, if he was a five technique, you know, Zuniga, maybe he was setting the edge, he could have been a, a five technique where if he's getting a reach block, he goes inside into that B gap. So I'm not exactly sure. You know, sometimes when you watch the film, it can be a little technique flaw where he was a five here. And if run is at him, you know, maybe he goes in the B-gap and maybe he saw that, okay, the bat kept going outside and maybe he was going to go back outside. But i just like to see him have a better – his hands more on that tackle. I think if he would to put all his energy through that tackle, he would be able to knock him back, especially being a, a guy that's not a super long, a super, you know, ha- doesn't have great length. you got to sometimes attack your spot, right? You can't be split in spots.
1: Yeah, you want to worry about defeating one guy before you start worrying about defeating two. And uh, like you said, uh, generating 50% of power to two guys, it's not going to do a lot. Um, so here, uh, top of the screen, oh, not top of the screen, actually. So he looks like he's the, like the four-eye again, loose three, whatever you yeah, want to call te- it. Yeah, he's a he
0: loose three technique right yeah. here. So Get off right here. I mean, first mm-hmm. guy off the ball needs to do a better job of gaining ground on that first step. Yeah, I think he needs to eat up the ground a little bit more.
1: Yeah, you really want to see him work into that B gap quicker. I I do I do like that he um he is able to duck his shoulder right there to reduce that contact window into his chest and throw a rip underneath at least.
0: Yeah, good upper body flexibility to be able to turn. Right here, I don't like that right arm out there. Try to break that left, that left hand of the of 73, trying to get it off of his neck would allow him to clear himself a little bit more and be able to chase down uh that burrow to be able to chase down burrow right there.
1: Yeah, so you, you'd like to see him probably def- like try to defeat that elbow. Yeah, just
0: defeat the elbow. I mean, just lift the hand off him, get it off him. But you know, right? You know, the thing with it, he'll he'll learn those techniques. He'll continue to improve because at the next level, that guard is going to sit down and, and clamp on you. So you really have to defeat the hands.
1: Yeah, especially some of the guards in the NFL uh, with that with that hand strength they have, you're not going anywhere once they once they get locked in like that. Especially once you're tight too, um, and once once you're tighter, like a lot of people, receivers, linemen are are taught to keep guys tighter because when you have a guy tight under the under the chest plate. Can't see the, can't see the hold. Can't see the holding. You don't see that herky jerky extension. That's when you get called. So when you have a guy tight, you can you could grab him. It's a holding play. Like they're, you're gonna get held. And he's not a you know he's not
0: a 290 pound inside of Russia. So he has to play with better technique, use his quickness, use his angles. So you know he has to use everything. But mm-hmm. swarm to the ball, you know, he's chased, you know, he, he he brought a lot of effort, just worked that hand out. maybe he could have been to get there a second faster.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have him Looks like he's the uh, the the wide five. Some people like some people will use imaginary guys and say seven or nine. I, right. I, I don't really cap- lose five. Yeah, yeah wide I, rusher. I don't care. I mean, thirty
0: six. It's thirty six, right? Wide rusher. Go get the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Some people like they, they go crazy about it. Like you can you can call him whatever wide five, seven, nine, whatever. I don't go crazy about stupid stuff like that. Like call him a wide right. five. All right. So he's not even a wide five. That's not in him. So we're not even talking about the right guy here. So he is. Do technique uh, up top? Yeah, he looks like the three. He, he's the uh, looks like he's the three tech. Yeah, so okay, so that's him. So he is the, uh, the the three tech, and again, he could be if you want to call him a tight three tech, whatever it may be. Um, he, he, three tech, three tech up top. So I, I like that, at least that he's 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 getting into the guy, and he throws a he looks like he, he jerks him into a rip, So, he's like a jerk rip right there. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you like to see his his arm be a little bit a little bit tighter. Instead of, like, he's working like the, on the forearm uh, rips, you want to have him the tighter the better. Um, he's
0: Better able- pad, be- pad love, I think. I think he would have came off a little bit lower. But I think he did a good job here of turning his hips to the quarterback and running his feet, right? When that guard got on him, remember, he's only 260 267 pound. When that guard got on him, he kept running his feet to the quarterback. You would like to see him attack that arm a little bit, get that sack fumble out, though. Mm -hmm. Especially nowadays in the NFL where you can't even touch a quarterback. So just be able to attack that arm similar to, you know, what we saw last year, Pittsburgh versus the Jets at the end of the play where Watt came in and attacked the ball. Mm
1: -hmm. You you,
0: want to see your guys doing that now because you don't want any penalties and you want to kind of take the ball away from the offense and give your offense a chance.
1: Yeah, he has some interesting traits though, for sure. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be like a uh, Von Miller in terms of like bending and stuff like that. But I, I think he, he projects as a guy who could be like, a, you know, at his ceiling, like maybe a, a seven eight nine 9 sack guy. And I don't want to just, you know, okay, this is his ceiling because there's players who are like, I'm sure people were doubting Terrell Suggs when he came out. But um, I think he's like a guy who's going to be able to set an edge really well, use speed to power um like you said before be an inside technique on some on some nickel downs or or, you know where they're throwing the ball um where he's going to be able to generate some pressure from the inside where he's not really going to have to worry about stacking and shedding on a a third and long or something like that so he's he's definitely an interesting player um we have him on the bottom right here again now because you have the 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 tight end the y off the h back whatever you want to call him some people will call him a six or a six I right um what are you seeing from, from this, this rep? I'll play it. You can say this is 2019, right? Um, so Virginia, let's see. Um, you know,
0: I I get off looks a little bit compromised. Like he's literally getting off high. And I wonder if that's because of the injury, because he can't get that full ankle ankle flexion, right? He can't get that shin angle to really fire off the ball. This is 2019. Okay, see, okay, but I like this bend right here. I like how he attacks the quarterback so we, we got to make that one.
1: We saw it again, like that's what I said like when, when guys when the when the quarterback's like bailing out or running back he his tackle radius sometimes is is lacking where a guy a lot of guys get away from him and I see that a lot in college football. I think it's going to happen in the NFL so is there any way for him to improve his like tackle radius because now would you maybe like to see him because of the quarterback's angle right here? you'd like to see him attack a little bit more to his full body instead of kind of attacking um, shallow where the quarterback is able to, to, to step, you know, underneath and or over top, whatever you want to call it.
0: No, I think you just have to make the play. I think, I mean, this is good, you just gotta make that play. I don't think there's anything you can really do to improve making the play. I mean okay, and he came off, I think it was a good angle. The the offensive lineman opened his pass. He went to power. Yep. He didn't fly by the quarterback. He you just gotta make the play, especially being a player to the field, you know that And the quarterback is going to scramble, he's going to scramble to the open field. So you may have to play a little safer on this side. But I think it was, you know, I think most of his just right here, come off and get upfield and kind of keep the quarterback inside. But I do think, I mean, the rush was good, just have to make the play. And, you know, that can be a little bit of block destruction, coming off the block to make the play rather than just dropping your hands and trying to run off the block. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, next play, we play 17 of 25. Um, he is on the top. It looks like right here. That's 92. All right. And this is something I saw too, a lot. Like, again, this could be the ankle injury, but I saw of him, a lot of him, like when he's, when he's cornering, he starts to, he loses his balance and falls to the turf. I didn't put up every single play of him doing it, but, um, I, I do like that. He he gets his, his right hand on. He goes for the, uh, the club rip right there. He gets like through. It. Oh, good.
0: I like it because he, he attacked the back pad. He attacked the behind the shoulder of the offensive lineman, got his hips around. Now, when you're rushing a passer, you're turning the corner. We we're we're, we're always teach, turn your toes to the quarterback. Now, with an ankle injury, I don't know which ankle it was, but that right leg is going to be the leg he's planting off of. And if he can't bend it and take his whole body weight to be able to, con- you know, contort his body and dip and get to the quarterback, then what happens is your feet slide out under you because you cannot put your body in that position to be able to run. As you can see right here, he's playing off the right foot. His feet slide on under because mm. he can't bend that ankle. So I think that could be because of the injury. It was a very good rush, but he has to keep his feet because in the NFL, the one thing you don't like is guys on the ground. Because so when you're on the ground, you're not making a play.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like the 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 feeding of the block. Like I said with that with that like that club rip. At least what like I refer to as
0: hit the round. He brought a rip. I would have liked the arm over. I think cleans you a little bit better and makes your surface a little bit smaller. With the quick arm over right here, if he would have brought it over, I think he would have brought his hips more down the line of scrimmage where he wouldn't be veering so high above the quarterback.
1: Good, a uh, good last ditch effort right there by the by the right tackle. Maybe not the best, uh, the the best the best block, but I think he opens his his hips a little bit too early right here in terms of the, the, the tackle. You want to see him stay square right here and not give him like the full body to work work against, but. Um, Good job at least trying to get that left, that left hand onto the hip and pushing him. So, right. um, But, yeah, the, the it's interesting. I wonder, like, how injured his ankle was at that point and, and things like that because it does limit your, your ankle flexion like we were talking about before. So uh, it's going to be harder to corner because if your ankles aren't flexible and you, and you can't kind of disconnect your ankle from, your, from, your, from the bottom of your foot to generate that force off of the turf, it's, it's going to be hard to corner. Um, so he is the the bottom right here. So this is another play where he's not really able to make the play on the quarterback. I do like the the initial rush though, um, in terms of getting his hands on and you see this, uh, the, the tackle really opening up that, that B gap a lot right here. So he gets into him and then is able to throw that inside rip. Looks like he almost like jerks him to the side and throws that inside rip, but he's not able to finish the, the play right here again.
0: Can you, can you let it play? Yeah. Let it play out. Let me, you know, but see, uh, again, he has to make that play, right? I mean, good, get all, good move. It's a little bit high. you let him come off a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I like when I, what I would say is that when he comes inside, a lot of guys, especially a younger guy, they end up running right at the quarterback. But he tries to get back vertical to keep the quarterback in the pocket. Right? So I don't know if this plays after the earlier play. The earlier play, he lost the quarterback yep. to the field. This time, he came with an inside <laughs> move, but really worked to get vertical to keep that QB in the pocket. So he missed the play, and he has to make that. But I like that he the adjustment of okay, I got beat to the field before he got out on me. This time I got to work to keep the quarterback in the pocket because it is rush rate. He didn't make the play, but he made the play mm-hmm. for his guys, right? And that's one thing, yeah, you would love to see him make the play. I know he's probably sick, cause one more sack, <laughs> you never know. Next thing you know, he's a second-round pick. Exactly. But yeah. what he did right there, he's not going to get credit for it. But really, he made the play. He beat the guy clean. He kept the quarterback in his pocket, and all his buddies got to dance around the queue with the sack
1: yeah and I, I agree with too like he comes with definitely a little bit high into, into, into the contact right here where again he's not really generating full full uh full power from his from his you know from his trunk up through his um upper body, but I do like the inside rip and uh again, like you said, if you are going to get beat, at least make him step up into the pocket and not be able to scramble out, out outside where these guys are going to be you know pursuing right. and, and it opens up a lot more so if anything get beat inside, um, but you do at the same time you'd still like him to make that play.
0: Yeah, obviously, listen, you're likely to make If you but if you're, if you're a, a defensive coach, what do you see? A sack, loss of five, great job. You kept him in the pocket, great pressure. And if you look at it now, I mean, college football has, you know, a, a lot more quarterbacks that run around that are mobile. NFL, we got it. you know, there's more and more, but they're not as mobile as these college guys. So he'll probably be a little bit, you know, he'll probably won't see the speed that he's seen in college unless he goes plays Baltimore, you know, much every Sunday.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Jets play Baltimore this year. Thank God.
0: You don't have to worry unless somebody, unless he goes plays uh, the Cardinals or something. He ain't going to see the Cardinals consistently.
1: Unfortunately, they play the Cardinals. They play the Seahawks too. So (laughs) uh, he has some quarterbacks with escapability. The Browns too. Baker Mayfield has a little bit of escapability. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. But another play here. Um, I label it as one back power. It's not even really one back power. It's, uh, he just – they're, they're pulling they're, it, it, – it's like a power play, but they're pulling the, uh, the H back, if you want to call them that. So, I don't know, know exactly what the, the right tackle is, is doing right here. He's not – he really opens up the B gap again. uh You have Zuniga who gets his hands on. I'm not sure exactly. It looks like he grabs the wrist right here and just works through them and is able to make the tackle. Is it the, the tackle? Yeah, he makes the tackle for for the run stuff. So, what are you seeing on this play? It looks like the tackle is expecting him to
0: jump outside. I mean, he, he kind of – if this is a weird play but the, the good thing the the good i think he just made the play honestly because i think the guy coming around that that um that tight end was supposed to block him. maybe it was a wham play where they're kicking him out or it was just yeah. a busted play
1: yeah someone yeah someone was screwed up right here it uh, doesn't look right cuz if anything like he, that that you know this tight end or running back whatever he is at this point just adjust to this play like you see that guy penetrating in the backfield Just take him out like even if you were supposed right. to work up to the linebacker um, adjust so yeah, you see, you see
0: you see a little on the tackle right here you see a little bit of that short area you know not lack of short area quickness, but you would like to see a little bit more of it let's change the direction right here to be able to react on the ball but what I like to see is that he didn't go block himself right he didn't just run into the, the, the tight end blocking back and just go block himself he found a way to bend and get you know to affect the game right and sometimes you know that's just maybe he was supposed to hit that tight end but he's like you know what I'm back here so fast let me go make a play on the running back
1: yeah and uh the the tackling i don't know how he's taught with this but if you have like a four i would say like a four it looks like his head's up right here maybe like a slight four eye whatever um again it's hard without the end end zone view but if if this guy is blocking blocking down and you're trying you're aiming for that b gap if anything like it would be i think it would would make more sense for him to step through that right foot and work that inside the the inside of zuniga but he kind of really really passive and shuffles outside so i'm not sure exactly how that was coached up right there. it, was, it looks really weird but um he's able to make the play like we like we talked about so right.
0: and it could have been a situation where they're letting him free and hoping he runs up to the quarterback and doesn't see the running back coming up underneath him right you, you do things like that well when he's always in here he's a quarterback player so we can hand it off but he was able to redirect
1: um okay so this play uh, again there was some time there were some times where like you see him how still he is right here um, where he has laid off the snap
0: yeah you got to jump off that rock
1: you gotta yeah go. so that was one of his issues with, with florida because if you let an offensive lineman gain ground on you uh in the nfl and you're still standing in your stance like this you're gonna get blown up um so he, re- he reduces the shoulder he dips he dips the shoulder he is able to work through the the left arm of um the tight end right here he's like a six eye works through that and then he's able to make the tackle i believe yeah okay so he makes the tackle yeah, he stunned it. He
0: stunned in the C gap. A little slow. He, looked, he was a six technique, head up on that tight end. Stunned in the C gap. He did. He did upper upper body flexibility, bit able to turn and rip. We usually just like to see him lower, get off the ball better, obviously, but come through that gap a little bit lower to be able yeah. to make the tackle. You know, attack the ball rather than you're trying to redirect and your legs are flying everywhere.
1: Yeah, there. So he he has good explosion, but you want to see like a, a little bit more linear, more more consistently. Because like even here, he kind of he explodes kind of. More up. up than through. So, uh, But he's able to, like I said, work, work through that, that contact and he, and he carries that, that tight end right to the running back's track and he's able to make the, the tackle. So you see some of the power that he has. Uh, I, I don't
0: think the more time he'll have in practices to improve his stance, right? Sometimes it's your stance, your feet are too far up under you where all your power goes up rather than, you know, your feet are a little bit back so you can go kind of straight, you know, hitting from low to high. So I think the more time you can get, you know, working on his stance, you know, being healthy and working on, the way I'm going to play the run, the way I want to play the path, you'll become a better player.
1: Um, so here again, uh, they have one back power, at least what I call one back power. And Zuniga isn't – he's not blocked, um, clearly. So he penetrates into the backfield now, but it's, again, it's another, it's another situation where he's not able to bring down the running back. And obviously the play is made, but, again, you want to see him make this – make the play, you know, in general.
0: Right. I think that the, the thing with this play, good job, you know, getting off the ball, chasing, the, you know, that guard pulled away. So if you're a three technique worth of salt, that guard pulled away, you want to be, you know, get up in there. shoot through That, that yeah. center's probably trying to block back on him. Great job of getting in seeing the pull, getting a feel. You would just like to see him chase the guard right now rather than running up the field. I think if you chased the guard down the line of scrimmage, he would have been able to hit this guy more solid rather than going up the field and kind of circling back to try to make the tackle from behind the running back so right you know right when that guard pulls and he gets past that center he needs to flatten out and get him down the line of scrimmage to make some plays
1: yeah and uh not a, like like you said like if you you have this power like you have you know down down to average working down so you as, as a center you know that the, your left guard's gonna be working down on on the uh, the one tech right here so the center has to do a better job right here but it looks like the uh good job by the by the nose tackle you know eating up that block right there and giving right. zuniga that that room but like you said. Um, Definitely see him work flatter instead of instead of more vertically. Then try to flatten out. You see some like a little bit of like the the tightness. He's like, he is a little bit tight at, at times, and he's not able to make, to make that make that tackle right there. But uh, I think his ankles were a little bit off right there. So moving on to the next play, uh, twenty two out of twenty five. Club Rip. Let's see what this one is. Where he where is he at? Okay, so he is another like four four eye.
0: I played him a lot in this. same it's actually a yeah, four I three technique. Yeah. With a stand-up guy rushing.
1: Oh let me play it back. Not able to make the tackle. Yeah. But um so he's again, he's he's one of the last people off the ball, but he does have good explosion. So I think if he really if he cleans that up in terms of like his snap timing, his explosion would be you know more uh, effective.
0: Yes. I I don't know if it's snap timing. I think it's just anticipating the snap, right? And knowing when that ball moves, you have to be in the perfect stand to be able to get off. So I don't think it's – you know, you don't want to try to time it up. That's where you get a lot of offside. But mm-hmm. just anticipate it, right? You see the offensive linemen. You see when, you know, the offensive linemen starts moving. You're ready to go.
1: Hey, good job. Uh, another I think light. he
0: backdoored this. I think he backdoored this one. I think he was supposed to stay in that, uh, that B-gap. B-gap. Yeah, yeah. B-gap. And he, like, he backdoored it. You know, I think when you back through, you just gotta flatten out the line of scrimmage, right? Not a bad job, right here. You flatten, you know what? Not too bad, right here. You know, back doing it, reaching through, getting it. You just like to see him being a little bit lower.
1: Yeah, get another another like good job. Like he he likes to throw these like these like little uh, like like swipe rips uh, rips club rips, mm-hmm. um, and he's able to get into the backfield. Um, so good job with that. I don't know if they were sort of, like planning on wham blocking somebody or whether it be like a split play, but right. um, yeah, good job. Um, you're not able to make the tackle, but he affects, he clearly affects the play. So uh, it's going to happen some where you're, you're not necessarily making a tackle. You're not on the stat sheet, but affecting the play is obviously it. A- but when you get there, though, you have
0: to make it, because like, yeah. you know, like, we, yeah. like we've seen in, in the league, you miss one tackle. Next thing you know, he's in the end zone, right? So you like to see mm-hmm. him make those plays, but great job being disruptive in the backfield.
1: Yeah, and that's like a, it's a trend, and that's why I put like his tackle radius type deal like where he's able to finish tackles. It is lacking at times. Um, covers some good ground right here off his off his first step. Like you yeah. said, you see that explosion, um, able to like cross top that outside arm. Rips through. I'm not sure if he's ripping through right here. Now you you're to, probably gonna say you'd be like to see him defeat that that ins- or that outside hand. Gotta, right? Yeah, I
0: think you got to defeat the hand because you know the quarterback's gonna be able to step up. I think you have to, if he were to defeat the hand. He would have been able to bend and come around a little bit better, or come off with an inside hump into that a gap, you know, for the step-up lane. Because you never want to see your three technique and your and your wide five both rushing high. Because when it comes to rush lanes, you're opening up yeah. the whole middle of the offense. Yeah, of the got all this.
1: Line. Yeah, he um, let's but good.
0: This was. I mean, this is a better get-off, and he's just very inconsistent with his get off. Now that can be injuries. That can be him working with different stands or I got this tape job today. I got to try to do this stance or, you know, I can't be in my left hand stance because I can't push off my right foot because it's taped up. So, you know, I expect to see when he gets healthy, then you can really see, okay, who were you supposed to be as a senior? Who who did they draft in the third round and what can you do, you know, going into 2020?
1: Yeah. Another snap right here. Um, Pretty good explosion off, off of the line. Let's see what he does. Another, another rip. Um, Good
0: sure. Ben got up under him. I mean,
1: he's great. Good Ben right there. He's not going to finish it. Play.
0: Just got to make the play. Just got to finish it.
1: Yeah. So, that, like I said, there's some issues with that. But the, the explosion, um, the ability to throw that rip right there, and he, and he corners relatively well um, right here. I mean, g-
0: great run. I mean, what, seven yards, turn the corner at the right point. But to get there now, you know, you want to see, listen, your inside guy's got, oh, well, the inside guy's got this. So, you see, a lot, of, a lot of the plays we're seeing is, oh, he missed the play, but everything he did allowed somebody else to make the play. So, I think once he gets healthy, once he learns how to play and, you know, is he going to be an inside guy, outside guy? He's going to have to put on weight like the rip right here. Actually, not too bad. just got to keep your feet. You see his feet slide up, slide up from under him.
1: Like I said, like, then, like his ankle flexibility, kind of his, his – like, and that's what I'm talking about right there. Like you'll right. see guys with that, like that crazy bend, like their ankle working like that, but he, he tends to really slip up from under that. Right. Um,
0: Robert, Robert Quinn is one of the best benders in the NFL, and if you watch the almighty Quinn, his ankles back when he was with the Rams, I mean, he was like damn near parallel, like he riding a motorcycle coming around that corner. I mean, this is – if he kept his feet right here, this would have been a sack fumble because he looked like he's attacking the ball.
1: Is he wearing Air Jordans?
0: Yeah, uh, listen, I am mean, not gonna <laughs> listen. The last you ain't gonna get me on the last dance, you ain't gonna get me. Gonna, Michael Jordan ain't gonna come take my food. I ain't gonna say yeah. nothing.
1: <laughs> so um yeah, his, Good bend
0: Ben right here, good reach for the you know, reached around for the ball, just have to keep his feet. I mean, the mm-hmm. offensive line probably pulled him down a little bit too. You know, I'm not really offensive line guys. He looked like he kinda tugged him a little bit, so he probably should have threw a flag
1: on him. I'm sure you don't love offensive linemen and then getting away with a ton of holding. I'm I'm sure. Um, again, so this play, there's not really a ton to break down right here. This is like when he does, you know, anticipate that snap and he has and he gets off the ball quickly. Really good. That's that's good burst right there for sure. Um, now the the tackles a little bit late coming off and he opens up immediately, um, but really good speed around that edge right there. And he it looks like he throws another he's going to throw another rip and it looks like he's holding a little bit right there.
0: I Man, I mean, and, and I think, like, like you said, that he anticipated, right? What do we see here? It's third and twenty-seven, right? So he knows I can jump off the rock because if it isn't offside, it's only you know a short penalty, so I can be a little bit more aggressive coming out of my stand, you know. And he was able to get in there I mean, and get a sack. I mean, I think it was a good play, good get off, gained ground. I mean, beat the tackle out. Didn't keep running upfield. dipped his inside his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to throw that rip in there. You know, which that rip turns his hips. You know, reaches out with that right hand.
1: Mm-hmm. this is pretty pretty good right here yeah that that rip acts as like that natural like pivot point where you can work where you can work around it where if you don't have contact it's gonna be harder for you to bend around that that corner so yeah really good job right here on this play and even even you have the uh, the the running back working across and evaluating his threats and tries to come in and, and he just explodes through him too and still able to make the tackle so And And that's what I like to see, man,
0: because you've seen, you know, at times some guys rush around the corner, the running backs there, but while the tackle's on they kind of slow up, you know, they try to, you know, fake them out. But he looks like when he sees a running back, he turns it automatically into a physical, powerful game. And you always like to see that, especially from a young guy, because when you're a free runner, man, in in the NFL, you don't have time to dance and play with the guy. You got to go from A to B, and the quickest way is run right through somebody.
1: Yeah, okay. So that's our, that's our last play. Um, overall, what are, your, what are your thoughts before we, we, we let you go on him? And how do you think he, he uh, projects to the NFL? Like, what do you think? How do you think he's going to use his first year? All of that type of stuff.
0: I like his ability to get off the ball at times. I think it's, it's very inconsistent at times, but I think as he, I don't know if it was injury, but I think once he's healthy, you'll see that get off for real. He's a guy that looks like he can play some outside and the run situations, you know, with, with <laughs> his hands in the dirt and maybe put on a little weight and bump down inside and the three technique for passing situations or depending on what schemes you're playing. I would like to see him doing a little bit more of a stand up in college. I don't think in 2000. I don't think he stood up much uh, his last two seasons. I know last year he didn't stand up a lot because of injuries and stuff. So, you know, being able to transition from, you know, I, I was a uh, hand in the dirt defensive line and I had to transition to an outside linebacker. Sometimes that's a difficult thing from seeing the game from that perspective where you're not only seeing tackles now, you're seeing the running backs, you're seeing tight ends, you're looking at, um you know, different coverages. So you would like to see him stand up a little bit. But uh the, the good thing I think with GW and going to the Jets is, you know, that's not going to be a hindrance to him. You know, he's not going to be expected to come in and be a, a polished guy right away. You know, it, it's more of – we're going to be able to put you in the game. And, okay, you're good at the three technique. We're going to rush you there. You know, you're good at um, dipping your shoulder. We're going to use what you do well. And I think as we, as you see better and better defenses and more experienced coordinators, they're looking at using guys' ability, right? Okay, we, we're not going to force you into a round, you know, especially a third-round draft pick. You want him to, you know, to explode. You want to see him, you know, shine a little bit. You want to see him make plays. So, Hopefully, they can try to use his ability, let him get a little bit free, let him rush from the inside. But I think he transitions well, does a good job down the line of scrimmage. Just would like to see better block separation, block disruption when he comes off block, not just dropping his hands, you know, kind of come off block with a move and explode better. And when he makes it in the backfield, better be able to drop his pass so he can change direction. But as we see right there, I mean, he plays with some effort, and plays with some physicality, which... I mean, listen, man, everybody loves the physical brand, especially here, You know, especially in New York with, you know, that team, that defense, you know, what he believes is an old school D coordinator. You know, I think he plays with a lot of physicality when he comes to the running back, recognizing that that's the running back. There's no time to dance with him, go beat him right now. So I think he transitions well. Um, I think the only difficult thing is 2019 was injury injury plagues for him, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. is it – is that where he is in 2019 – in 2020 or – can it be a guy that with, when healthy, you know, would he have been a second round, a first round pick with healthy? Would he have ran better Would we have saw more production from him? And you definitely would have saw more production from him in, in his senior year sure, yeah. because he would have been healthy. So I think, you know, we're watching film, but we just know those injuries. But he does do some good things coming around the corner bending and just hopefully that ankle strength. If he gets healthy, that ankle strength, a lot of those rushes, he would have been on his feet. Those would have been, you know, we just talked two sacks he missed those have been two extra stacks you know where would he rank then
1: yeah exactly and uh I don't think he's gonna be asked dropping drop in coverage a lot at least not year one because he didn't really right. a lot at Florida and like him being a little bit more tight I don't think he's gonna be able to really open up and bail and um things like that to be able to get in the I mean but he's
0: not gonna be I mean we're not nobody's gonna see the three down you know hand in a dirt guy I mean yeah not many of the guys that were you know hand in a dirt guy in college expected to be you know kind of hands in the dirt stand up a little bit go inside in the nfl not many of the guys you're telling hey run down the field with this tight end or hey, yeah no, awesome. no 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 and using more of your um you know your football iq mm-hmm. to reach the zone and so that's the biggest thing is can he transition read the zone, reading, matching the patterns, you know, seeing the route combination, anticipating, you know, where the threats are coming from. Can he do those things, you know, because he wasn't asked to do them in college.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like a, like a true, like, hook to curl guy or anything like that. Like maybe if you you ask him to drop back in uh, a certain – Or a thing.
0: flat or something like that, you yeah,
1: know. In a or flat or maybe like wall off in, inside, you know, prevent any crossers or anything like that. So I, I don't think he's going to be asked to do a ton in terms of coverage, but I think he could – Dropping into some more shallow zones but in terms of like matching tight ends and man coverage. I don't, not, not when you have Marcus May, Jamal Adams, you know, exactly. David now, like you're not going to ask him to do that a ton. Even, even uh, Mosley, who I think is a underrated cover guy. Uh, he actually got hurt on a Tampa two. Uh, I think, I think it was a post against a Tampa two, And he was able okay. to reflect it. And he, and he pulled his groin, but Mosley's really good in coverage. So I don't think you're going to be asking Davis a lot to be, to be doing that. But I think like, Nickel packages uh, and throwing situations, like using him inside, using his explosion. I think versatile.
0: He, Listen, he's, he's a versatile player, especially. See, when you can bump a guy down inside, you know that you create an, at least you created some sort of quickness matchup, right? So you bump down over a guard, you know that okay he should be quicker than this guard, right? And so I remember as a rookie, a lot of times they'll bump me down over the guard, and I think my first sack was that three technique, right, over the guard because you can use your quickness, your straight line speed, where you're not actually. Which he has. That that edge rusher with bending. So pump him down, let him, you know, be athletic. Let him, you know, use that motor to get in the backfield and then develop him as an outside guy, you know, standing up guy. But I think GW does a good job of, you know, he's not a 3-4. He's not a 4-3. It's kind of whatever works, you know, now. And this is just another piece to the arsenal in New York.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's a true, term, too, in terms of like his sack production in year one. I think it's even more from the inside using that explosion pass guys because he has that explosion more than he has that bend to get pass guys on the outside. So I, I think in passing situations, you're going to see some, some sacks coming from the inside where he's able to beat centers and guards off of the ball. Um, just exploding through the A-gap or the B-gap, whatever it may be. So, um, and he'll develop some him.
0: rushes. He'll develop, you know, as you yeah. saw right there, with a lot of just the rips, right? He didn't have any swipes. You didn't see any, you know, long arms to slap that arm off, arm over. So I think as he develops as a rusher, as he develops, okay, I'm a third-down rusher. He'll have a rush plan for being the third down against this guard, right? If I'm going to rush from out here, okay, I'm going to have a rush plan every game I go into. So I think – you know, his senior year playing sparingly, you're kind of just rushing trying to make plays. But now I think this should be good.
1: Yeah, that and too, like, like the things you said, like learning when to use arm overs or flattening his angles. Or like I said, like, you know, uh throwing a little bit more speed and, and threatening the edge a little bit more. Getting a, a guard to open their hips and work the, work the angles where he could explode through his chest. Like things like that, I think he'll learn um playing with better leverage so it's i'm, I'm excited for him uh, we'll see how he develops in in year one uh jamal you have any anything else to, to say before we let you go uh maybe if the jets sign a Vinny curry or another edge guy maybe we'll, we'll throw you back on the show and we can break down some some film no
0: i appreciate you having me i would like love talking d-line play pass rush you know i was, I, enjoy, I always enjoy it man and as you can see from him i mean they had a third-round pick last year from the same school. It didn't pan yeah. out. You know, a lot we don't of talk hours.
1: about that on this show. We don't talk about that. that <laughs> he doesn't exist. A, what guy? I'm confused.
0: <laughs> a lot of, You know, a lot of, you know, kind of immaturity, off-the-field stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, seeing them going back to the well again. And, I mean, this guy, he played a lot of football there, you know, played through some injuries, played through some pain. So, you like to see that from a guy that, you know, that you expect to come in and, you know, it's a pros now, right? There's no time to be in the training room. So, you have to be out there every day.
1: Yeah, the Jets are like Florida North. Like they got they got Poole and they got Zuniga. They got a bunch of guys from I think they have like five or six, seven guys on the roster from Florida. So they they're all gonna be loving it. But uh Jamal, we appreciate you having uh having you on. Uh we'll be maybe in contact for another show in the future. But like I said, even just for this show, we definitely appreciate you having you on and uh hopefully we'll see you again in the future. Hey, appreciate it. We're gonna make the Jets uh,
0: I think we'll make the Jets Rutgers North. You know, they got Bless on, we can get Logan Ryan over there. You know, I'm maybe make it ruck Ruckers uh East. <laughs>
1: I'm 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 fine with that. I'm uh I'm right by Ruckers. So well not right by Ruckers. I'm like forty five minutes from Ruckers. So uh okay. Ruckers player, the better and I would hope to see uh Rutgers develop uh and keep developing and keeping taking steps up in college football because the last couple of years have been a, a struggle for that program um transitioning, but I, I think they're they're on the upswing. I'm I'm hoping they are so.
0: Yeah, we're definitely on the upswing. I mean a lot of players coming through, but if you just look at the um the history of draft picks and development of player, I think you know, Ruck. We've done a great good job here. Yeah, I mean, look yeah, at yeah. On Look at the twins. I mean, Logan Ryan was a Rutgers guy. Jeron Harmon. So yeah. especially in that secondary. So I'm excited for the you know new, new, new crop coming in. I'm excited to watch some uh bless. You know, get some more play this year, and hopefully they'll yeah. get Logan in the fold.
1: Yeah, Bless was a guy who played really, really well at Rutgers. He just had injury problems. That's why he dropped so far. When he came in for the Jets, he played really well. And then you just had McCourty, who was I think just like named to like uh, like twenty fourth on the All Decade Team. Yeah, um, come from there. So they def they they they're producing some guys. Uh, hopefully, we see more like consistency with them winning because I want I want to go to Rutgers games and see them dominate for sure. Come on back, man! They're
0: gonna be dominated again, man. Come on back. <laughs> a lot of excitement, man. A lot of fun. A lot of focus, man. But uh. Definitely going to be – it's been a exciting time now. It's going to be an exciting season. I mean, I just hope to – you know, hope everybody's being safe. Everybody's staying inside, yeah. man, and, you know, hopefully things, you know, hopefully everybody's healthy and we can get back to some, some sort of normalcy when it comes to life. And, you know, I think sports is such a big part of life with it just, you know, the adversary, the adversity it teaches and teamwork and a dedication and working at your craft. So hopefully, you know, for, especially, you know, high school kids, younger, into college and pros, we can get back to some normalcy.
1: Hopefully there's a, there's a season, you know, that, that'll be a, a huge blow to college football fans. Uh, we'll see how that, I'm not going to get into all that, but we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Hopefully all this stuff, uh, the curve keeps flattening and dropping down, and there's no more freaking coronavirus. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff because even watching like, a co- like college or NFL games, no, no people in the in the stadium. Like, how weird would that? That's my last question before I let you go. You're, let's, you know, and um, well, you're you're playing in in, uh, in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the with the with Tiger Cats, I believe it was. You said? Yeah, I was, I, was, I
0: was with the Helms and Tiger Cats last season. But even let's
1: say 2010, thousand two thousand with the Jets. You're expecting to go to a huge stadium at right. Arrowhead, and there's no and there's no fans. Like, how would that be? Like, what would that be like playing like that?
0: I think it'd be crazy. You know, I mean, I hopefully really that doesn't come to it because I think the fans that you just make the sport. But I mean, I think you know, as players, you know, as guys, you know, that, a guy that played, a guy that's coaching now, and just knowing a, a ton of players, I think guys love to play the game and they love to go out there and compete and. Listen, man, I went to high school in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. I'll tell you something right now. We had some fans, but it wasn't, it wasn't a ton of fans, and I was still able to go out there and just play football, right? So I think yeah. when it comes to sports, I mean, I think the guy, they put in so much work into it that they don't want to play without the fans, but we always know the fans to be watching. So hopefully things, that, you know, get going this year. I mean, everybody's working hard. to thrive thriving, not surviving, and just keep working towards our goals.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, Jamal, uh, we definitely pre- appreciate having you on. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day, man. See you later, man. These- All right. So like I said, uh, we really appreciate having Jamal on. Uh, we did a good, like uh, probably like an hour ish, hour and a half with him on the show. Um, so now what I'm going to do, let me set up my screen a little bit. Like I said, once I get the 50 reviews, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to, um go to the list randomizer and what i want the person to do who wins is you're going to go to uh jets or let me make sure this is completely right so i don't screw you guys up i'm sure you'll be able to find it anyway but uh jet x okay so what you're going to go to the website is jet x shop.com no spaces I want you to send me your, well, one, your email me. You're going to email me, Joe at Yahoo, B-L-E-W-E-T-T, Joe, no spaces, at Yahoo. Uh, shoot me the shirt you want, the size, and your home address, and I will send you a, a shirt, like I said, for free. Like I said, I appreciate everybody leaving reviews. We're going to do it like every 25 reviews we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw out a shirt, maybe a shirt and a subscription. We're just going to do a shirt for now um so i will let's see here okay i'm going to share my screen so you guys can see this i'm doing this with you guys or oh actually let me see that okay so oh okay so share share desktop okay so you see all this this is that's my new unique stuff so where is my list? So this is all the names. You can pause it. If you don't think your name is in here, you're not right. So this is all the names. Copy paste. We're going to go to hold on a second. I screwed something up there list. Okay. Sorry, I I screwed it up. Let me try to do this again. Desktop. Okay, so you see everything here. Um, Go back to the names. I'll copy and paste the names again. Don't think I'm cheating. Copy this. The top name is going to be the winner. There's all the names in there. We're going to randomize it. Okay, so uh, B. Vander Vlitt. Um if you I'm gonna give you until Saturday night at eleven fifty nine. Uh Saturday night at eleven fifty nine, I need you to email me. Um give me your shirt size, your home address. Um if not, now for the people who are who are two to five right here, what I want you to do is if I don't give that shirt out, the first person to email me on Sunday, so that's Sunday at 12 a.m. That's at 12 o'clock at night, midnight, email me. The first person to email me. Um at that time, will will be the shirt winner out of the top five. So if Fire, T, TRK, Mick, and BBR, BBB, whatever, GV, Reflex, and Vin Lotto, um, you email me Sunday, the first person to. If Vanderblit doesn't answer by Saturday night, um, then you are the person to win it. So Vanderblit, you have until uh, Saturday night, 11.59. After that, the first person to email me to these top five people, um, you're going to get the shirt. So that's how it's working. Appreciate everybody for listening. Um, pick the shirt. Again, we have, I think I'm, I'm actually, well, I'm not, I don't think, I'm actually wearing the Blue split shirt. You have a Mekhi Beckton shirt. You have a JetX shirt. You have a bunch of shirts. So pick the one you want. Send it to your house for free. It's going to take a little bit longer because of the whole COVID-19 thing going on. Um, but I appreciate everybody for listening. Like I said, the two through five, email me. If the guy claimed it, I'll, I'll, I'll mail you back real quick. Sorry, it was claimed already. So um, appreciate everybody for listening, and I will see you in a couple of days um, with P. Ryan's uh, review. After P. Ryan, it'll probably be Hall. If Logan Ryan gets signed, I'm going to put him to the top and, and do hopefully Logan Ryan next. So I appreciate you for listening. Drop those reviews. Another 25 send another free shirt. Uh, appreciate everybody.